1: Despite their losing record, the Reds have not been overmatched yet this season. They showed why in their win over the Phillies on Thursday night, and I'm going to tell you why this can be expected to continue.
0: You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: You are locked on Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host Stephen Offenbaker is out today. He'll be back with us on Monday. We, though, are lifelong Cincinnati Reds fans that have turned an addiction to this team into information for you i want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to me talk some reds with you i want to encourage you if you're listening hit me up on twitter at jeff Carr with three f's or hit up the show on youtube and check out the comments section please drop a comment in if you're one of our everydayers if you listen every day to the show we would love to hear from you because talking reds is what we do and we want to talk reds with you and lockdown reds is part of the lockdown podcast Network. we are your team every day and we hope that we are your podcast every day on today's podcast we are going to talk about why what the reds showed on thursday can be expected to continue the lineup was timely and i think that's something that will uh continue to happen. So long as there are some key members that are in the lineup. Plus we are going to look at a couple of guys who uh, had very good nights. One of which I believe uh, it's a guy that I talked about last September. And this is what I said was going to happen. it I, I called it back then and I'm going to call up the receipts right now. And we're going to look at the return a former top prospect. Before we get into all of that, I wanted to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. And where we want to start today is the Reds have not yet been overmatched this season, and it's been because of the lineup, and they showed why last night. They had great timely hitting all night long. In fact, it started in the third, the third, they scored three runs all with two outs. In fact, I don't even think they had a base runner before two outs were had in that inning. They were just able to put the ball where the fielders weren't. All of the hits were singles. We're not talking about homers. We're not talking about doubles or triples or anything like that. Really, there were only two extra base hits on the night, and they were both doubles by Jonathan India and one by Jose Barrero, which that was nice to see, an RBI double for Jose Barrero later on in the game. But when you look at what the Reds were able to do, It was a lot of frustration. These are the kind of games that if we're watching and if it's being done to the Reds, we're super frustrated because it was literally death by a thousand singles for Bailey Falter and the Philadelphia Phillies. And then even later on in the game, Will Myers had a two out RBI single in the fifth and we're going to talk a little bit more about Will Myers later on in the show, but he got in on the two out RBI action. You know, I, I I tweeted this, I believe it was a couple of games ago. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but uh, two out RBIs are just about the best thing that you can possibly have. I mean, you know, some ice cream from graders is good. Um, I really enjoy, I really enjoy good uh, ticket deals on the game time app. Uh, but really, two out RBIs are quite fantastic and the way that the reds were able to do these just grinding out at bats bailey falter threw a lot of pitches they had guys coming in out of the bullpen that were just throwing a ton of pitches and, and they were getting all over them because there were so many guys that were working deep into counts talking about full counts even if they were getting outs and this has really been and, and we talked about this for the last couple of days it's really been the mantra of the reds lineup and i think that's why this will continue because two out hits can be fluky that, that it's a wonderful stat that we love to talk about. We love to talk about two, R, two out hits and two out RBIs, but they're a little bit fluky. It's kind of hard to rely on those, but this team's hitting mentality is not a fluke. What they do when they get into the batter's box, they try to grind out at bats. And David Bell talked about, you know, they, they work for every inch. They, they, they fight for every pitch that they get. And, and I, I think that this is the perfect night for that because Thursday night, if you're looking at the way that the Reds won this game, the way that the Reds were able to be, beat the Phillies six to two, and, and, and really the Phillies kind of had a shot in the ninth inning. And the reason that Alexis Diaz was needed for the final out of the game, but on this night, you're not impressing anybody with what the Reds did on the hitting side. People aren't looking at the exit velocities and going, buddy, that's, that's good. do look at that hitting. That's not happening here with this game. It was just a matter of putting the ball where the Phillies weren't. And it worked out perfectly. I, I loved, and, and this was something that's interesting because David Bell was actually asked about Will Myers, but I really think that what he said can kind of be, uh, it, it can be ascribed to the team as a whole.
2: How this game is and when you know, you've been around it, you understand that good players, um, you know, they, it, it comes around. You know, it doesn't always happen. You can have streaks, and you know, but it, it's important to trust who these players are. Uh, yeah, and they're constantly making adjustments. But um, you know, it's a, a game that uh, you see the results over a long period of time. It's not a day-to-day thing.
1: And that's what I've been trying to tell you. If you're, if you overreacted, if you lost your mind when they were three and two thinking, Oh my gosh, this is a playoff team. And then you flipped your mind whenever they went one and five on the road trip, slow down. They're five and seven, right? They're two games under 500. This team, if this is how they're going to play the rest of the season, I'm all in on this. And I really think that this lineup, so long as they maintain the health, that they have right now and they don't even have Joey Votto back. But if you're talking about some certain guys and the way that pieces are falling into play, I mean, this was a game where TJ Friedel and Jake Fraley really didn't play that much. I mean, TJ Friedel came in and pinch hit Jake Fraley had the night off. But being a lefty and Bailey falter, they loaded the right-handed hitters into this lineup and just absolutely overwhelmed the righty lefty matchup. And it worked for him. I mean, Stuart Fairchild had a hit. He scored a run. Um, you you saw, and and it was weird that he was batting third. And I know a lot of people saw that lineup, including myself. And was like, really kind of seems like we're overthinking this a little bit, but it, it worked. David Bell knows how to pull the strings of this team. And I know that, you know, we, we will bellyache about certain decisions that he makes, but overall I feel like his mentality kind of works out, you know, five out of six, you know, whatever, six, six, one half dozen the other. I don't know what I'm saying. I think it's like, you know, it's just slightly more than it doesn't work out for him. And Hey, the lineup has been a consistent factor for the reds this season. And, Overall statistically, they're not amazing. Like the only thing that they're better than league average at right now is getting on base. They're on base percentages above league average. Everything else is kind of below league average. Their runs per game, their batting average, even their OPS plus is like, I think as a team is like 87. So it's, it's not as if they are impressing anybody right now with their numbers, they're just doing enough to be in every single game. And what is the key? What do we say? The bullpen. And the bullpen pitched well. Got 10 straight outs at one point. I mean, Derek Law had a walk and a hit there in the ninth, and that's when they brought on um, Alexis Diaz to close it out. But overall, I mean, you will love that when the bullpen is tasked with getting 12 outs and Alex Young comes in and pitches two perfect innings and Derek Law pitches a perfect eighth and then almost gets out of the ninth inning pitching a perfect inning you love to see that you absolutely love to see that but hey this just goes to tell you the reds have not been overmatched in any game they've played this year and it's because of that lineup and i think that is a trend that is going to continue you know something i said about a reds hitter is happening before our very eyes and a former top prospect returned i'll tell you what it all means coming up next Before we get into that, though, I want to tell you about our sponsors for today. We have Rocket Money, because do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. And chances are you're one of them like that stars app that you just wanted to watch the one show, you know, they had alien on there and you you wanted to watch all of the alien movies and you just forgot to cancel it. And all of a sudden, boom, you're getting charged every single month for it. Rocket money can help you, you know, Cut the fat there. It can help you manage all of your finances in one place. You got to check it out. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB to check out how they can save you money. Rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. And today's podcast is also brought to you by Game Time. If anyone ever asks me what my favorite app to get a ticket for a reds game is, is this, it's game time. I always tell them to check out the game time app because it's so easy to use. You literally, most of the time I literally pull into my parking spot. I pay for parking before I pay for a ticket because game time is going to give you the best deal. Game time has the game time guarantee, which means if you find a ticket in your section, in your row for cheaper, on another app they're going to credit you 110 percent of the difference that's how confident they are that you're going to get the best price with them plus they've got flash deals on sports all the sports whether you're talking about a reds game maybe a Bengals game maybe a bearcats game later on this year plus concerts comedy events theater all that great stuff can be found on Game Time, check them out today. Go over and create an account when you download the app. Use the promo code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account on Game Time and redeem the code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Thanks as always for making locked on reds. Your first listen every day, every day or Monday on the show, we will recap all the details of the reds and Phillies series as Connor Thomas from locked on Phillies returns to the show. But as we get ready for the weekend, let's look at a dude that I have been super impressed with. And I was starting to be impressed with him in September because Spencer steer had two walks last night or two hits last night and a walk. Sorry, read my notes wrong there. He had two hits and a walk, on base three times. He's hitting 325 right now. You know, he's really showing exactly what I've been saying since we saw him get that cup of coffee last September. He sees the ball well. He's not overmatched. He steps into the box. He knows exactly what he wants to do, and he knows exactly what he doesn't want to do, which in this day and age of baseball... It's a rare. I think, you know, my two-strike
0: approach is—it's just battle. Um, I hate striking out more than anything, so just doing everything I can to to put the ball in play. And you get lucky sometimes. You find holes, and um, you know, everyone says, you know, you line out, then you you get a broken bat base hit. I think, you know, just putting balls in play. I mean, you, you can't control anything after that, but when you strike out, you have no chance of getting a hit. So that's just
1: kind of my mentality, two strikes, just doing anything I can to put the ball or bat on the ball. That's not to be confused with, like, being afraid to strike out. He just doesn't want to strike out. He literally wants to put the bat on the ball, keep the ball in play. It's kind of, and, and, and this is putting way too much pressure on him, so I'm not really going this far as to say this, But it's kind of the mentality Joey Votto's had through his career, right? Joey Votto hated striking out more than anything, too. He usually would get more walks than strikeouts. He really had a great two-strike approach at the plate for the longest time. And that it almost got him into trouble there as his power sort of left him a little bit. After 2018 and 2019. And he said that, you know, once I stopped worrying about striking out, I got my power back, but still at Spencer steers at his point in his career, where he has plenty of power, he doesn't have to worry about that. And he can just worry about his approach at the plate. His approach at the plate is a microcosm for this team. Excuse me. As they all grind through at bats, they fight for every pitch. And it's something that I'm sure Joel McKeithen and David Bell have really instilled in each and every one of these guys. But Spencer steer embodies that in the way that he has played. And he's so timely on his hits. And it's funny because throughout that post-game press conference, he was talking about how there were even fastballs that he kind of missed throughout the night that he was kind of bummed that he didn't get hits on. And he was just a, you know, he had timely uh, singles and, and got a couple of RBIs there, but he, kind of thought he left a little bit on the field and he was looking at that as like an opportunity moving forward. He's going to see those pitches better. He's going to hit home runs. We're going to see that power. It's just one of those weird nights where, and I believe uh, it was uh, um, on the, on the broadcast. I can't remember who said it on the television broadcast, but they said it's singles night at the ballpark (laughs) just because the Reds were only hitting singles. Seemed like it was one base only and everybody move up, although great aggressive base running. And if you missed Jonathan India's steal of second, and then he tried to steal third, and then they threw the ball into the outfield, and then he comes home on the bad throw. Just the way that this team runs the bases now is creating opportunities for them to score. And that adds on to the fact that they are just hitting the ball so well and having so many good at bats. But the Reds also did see the return Of a former top prospect. Because if you had Nick Senzel returning before Joey Votto did, well, you're not me. I thought Joey Votto would have been back well before Nixon Zell, but Nixon Zell made his season debut last night, starting in center field. Although, um, as we'll see from David Bell here in just a moment, that doesn't seem to be the plan for every day. He did go over four, didn't look that comfortable at the plate, but I think he's just, you know, trying to get back into the swing of things, uh, as he, as he gets back into the major league game, because triple a is totally different rehab, totally different. And he's going to get back up to speed. But here we have said this before, and I'll reiterate it. Whatever Nick Senzel gives the Reds is a plus. I don't think we're really counting on him for a lot here. And I asked Steve the question yesterday on the show: Would you rather have him or Kevin Newman on the roster? I think it's kind of six one half a uh, half a dozen the other. Uh, whenever you compare those two guys, I keep trying to say that, and I keep messing it up today. I don't know what. <clears throat> Need more water or something. But when you look at Nick Senzel as he's here, we're not counting on him to be the main guy anymore. In fact, we're not even really counting on him to be the everyday center fielder, as David Bell
2: kind of said before yesterday's game. When Nick is playing well, playing at his best, and he's healthy, um, he can do a lot of things on the field to help us win very excited to see him. I mean, I, you know, he's he's like I said, a big part of like who we are as a team. So um, it, it was a great day having him back here in the clubhouse. Um, he's going to get opportunity to play. He's prepared to play anywhere, really, and, and he's capable of it. So that'll make it easier to get him into the lineup, and um, he's going to make us a better team. He's definitely going to move around the
1: diamond. They, they played him in left field before they called him up in AAA. Don't think that's something he ever did. And uh, I believe uh, they were talking about it in the postgame. Sam LeCure made the point that I don't think he ever played left field in Tennessee, let alone in his professional career. So be interesting to see if he gets any time there. I think if you can play center field, you can play left field though. I'm not necessarily worried about that aspect of it. It's just, we're going to see Nixon Zell all over the diamond, especially against left hand or against uh right-handed pitching. TJ Friedle is going to be in center field. Jake Fraley is going to be in left field. So Nixon Zell's is probably going to have to be somewhere on the infield or on the bench because you're not taking Fraley or Friedel out of the lineup for a right-hander. <sighs> And they did it today where they they loaded the lineup with righties for the left-handed pitcher. So that's probably going to be the plan moving forward. But still, whatever Nixon Zell brings is a plus. But I know this, Spencer Steer can be counted on and will probably be a key member of this lineup for many years to come because he, he's just got, he's got the right mentality, man. He's got the right mentality. You know, Will Myers made an adjustment last night and he saw immediate returns. Coming up, we'll talk about what his good night means for the Reds, as well as a few other notes from this game. Before we do that, though, I want to mention one other sponsor, and that is the Ultimate GM App. When uh, you look at this game, I am addicted to it. It's something that if I've got a free moment and I'm just waiting on something or I'm hanging out on the couch watching television just you know, something mindless on the screen, I'll pull up the ultimate GM app and I'll try and move the Fairfield hoagies closer to a championship because the hoagies, we, we, we've got the young guys, we've got the core, we've got the nucleus, but we're right where the reds are right now, where it's like, okay, can they take a step forward? Can we get the Fairfield hoagies moving forward? I'm telling you the ultimate GM app just puts you in the GM seat. It puts you in the hot seat where you can control everything, you sign players, you sign coaches, you make trades, you set up the finances for your team, you set up the scouting department, everything. You set your team up for success in the Ultimate GM app. If you've ever thought you can do Nick Crawl's job better than him, the Ultimate GM app is a, a risk-free way of trying that out. And, and in fact, you don't even need Wi-Fi for it. You can play it off the internet once you get it downloaded and all of this is just—it's in a very challenging and realistic game world on the Ultimate GM app, and it's compre- completely free to play. Locked On rest, Reds listeners get a 100% free boost to your franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. Download the Gap, the game by visiting ProBaseballGM.com scanning this code right here on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube or check it out in your app store, that's the ultimate baseball GM app. Start your dynasty today. You can follow us on Twitter in between episodes. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three F's. You can follow Steve at S Offenbaker Baker with two F's and you can follow the show at locked on reds. You know, last night uh, a very um, something that stood out to me, and I think it stood out for plenty of people who were watching the game as well. But there were a couple of opportunities that Will Myers came up to the plate and had those moments. The, the 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 time of the season when you point at a player and you say, "That's when he started to figure it out. That's when everything turned around, and he started to play to the." expectation that we had for him because Will Myers is a guy that we expected to bolster this lineup and really in the first 11 games of the season he hadn't quite done that but in game 12 he did a multi-hit game for him he had two hits couple of RBIs both of them have the two out RBI variety so you love to see that. And just the way that he did this, he, it was actually a tweak to his stance. And it's something that if you watch the Bally sports broadcast, when they were in Atlanta, Jeff Brantley was really kind of hammering him for this because Cowboy was talking about how Will Myers, you know, stood away from home plate in the batter's box. In fact, so much to the point that if he took a full swing, he wasn't necessarily sure if the bat was going to reach the other side of the plate. And there were a couple of times that it just felt like Braves pitchers were just putting it on the outside corner. They're just like, whatever, you're not going to touch this. You're standing too far away from the plate. Hit it. We dare you. And he couldn't. So he makes the adjustment. He steps closer to the plate, and he gets two hits. Oh, no. Cowboy knew. He was talking about it quite a bit, uh, especially on Sunday's game. But that it was great to see that tweak because if Will Myers is figuring this out, on top of the fact that Spencer Steer looks like a dude that you're adding to Tyler Stevenson and Jonathan India, and TJ Friedel is Captain Chaos, and you've got Jose Barrero that might be figuring something out here. And yes, I know that there were a couple of people on Twitter that were so adept at pointing out the fact that he's only hitting 214. <clears throat> and then you got Joey Votto coming back. Like, I don't want to get too ahead of myself and put the cart way in front of the horse, but we might be talking about six or seven spots in this lineup that are solid hitters, solid at bats guys that aren't necessarily an easy out. And it felt like for the final two months after the trade deadline was over after the reds had, you know, purged everybody from the roster For the final two months of the season, you really squinted really hard to find anybody on this roster that was challenging. I mean, you had Tyler Stevenson on the IL. Jonathan India was dealing with a lot of injuries. um, and, And none of the guys who are kind of taking that step forward right now had really established themselves yet. So you contrast that team that everybody had fresh in their minds as this season began. That was the team that they were seeing, and that was the team they're like, yeah, of course they're going to lose 100 games again. But that team's gotten so much better. The The lineup that the Reds have on the field right now is absolutely sustainable, and it's absolutely so much better than they were to f- to finish last year. And I mentioned Tyler Stevenson. He had a two-hit night and an RBI. Look, and, and, and I kind of thought about this as I was watching the game. I was, I was with some friends at a local establishment that had a television with the game on. And I, I mentioned, I think Tyler Stevenson is Sean Casey. And I know Steve has mentioned that he thinks that, you know, Tyler Stevenson can hit 30 or 40 bombs, but we don't think of Sean Casey as a bad hitter. We think of Sean Casey as a good hitter, great RBI guy. That's what Tyler Stevenson is. I don't necessarily know that Tyler Stevenson is going to hit 40 bombs in a season, but I don't have any qualms about protecting a 100 RBI season for him. I think that is absolutely. I mean, it, it could be this year if he stays healthy all year, I, he just, he knows how to get guys. If there's a guy in scoring position and Tyler Stevenson's at the plate, I, if, and I'm the opposing pitcher, I would toy with walking him because he's the one guy in this lineup that you can almost guarantee he's going to bring that run in somehow. And also one other note that I, I I mean, obviously we hadn't talked about him just yet. Nick a solid outing, right? Five innings. Like to see him go deeper. He said that too. He's like, I've got, I've got to be a little bit more efficient. He did have two walks. He had six strikeouts on the day, so still kind of on his same pace of, you know, better than nine strikeouts per per nine innings. But overall, a little bit. I, I kind of want to see a little bit more from him. I feel like he and uh, Hunter Green are kind of doing this, you know, punch counter punch thing. If you're making it a competition. Nicoladolo has a good start. Hunter Green's not so good. Then Hunter Green has a good start. Nicoladolo's okay. But okay from guys like Nicoladolo and Hunter Green are far better than okay starts from Luis Sessa and Connor Overton. So th- that's still where I, I was happy to see that the Reds were able to get a win even when Nicoladolo was not able to go six innings. Because we talk about this a lot. I'm, I'm a little bit worried when you ask this Reds bullpen, to get twelve outs or more, and they were able to do that. Alex Young and Derek Law kind of came up. Clutch might be a little bit strong, but they they pitched pitch well. It, it was a good night for the Reds pitching staff. It was a good night all around. I mean, that was a full that was a full performance, a complete performance by this Reds ball club. And honestly, the lineup's been there all year to this point. For the first twelve games of the season. There's not been a game where I'm like, boy, the lineup really disappeared, which they are facing Aaron Nola on Sunday, so the lineup could be shut down then because Aaron Nola is just a very, very good pitcher. But when it comes to facing guys like Spencer Strider and, and some of the good pitchers that they faced already, they've still been able to put runs up on the board. And it's just been can the pitching back them up? Can the defense back them up? And when they do, man, we see the potential of this team. I see it. We talked about it yesterday. The light at the end of the tunnel is there. It just feels like they got to do a few things to get to it. There's there, man, this, this feels like the year they take that step forward. Anyway, that's where we're going to wrap up this edition of the On Reds podcast. Thanks as always for making us your first listen every day. Every day is coming up on Monday. We will recap all of the gory details of the Reds and Phillies series as Connor Thomas from Locked On Phillies returns. But for your second lesson, now check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Matt and Dom will help you win your league each and every day, giving you expert analysis and advice on fantasy baseball. That's Locked On Fantasy Baseball. It's just like Locked On Reds. You can get it wherever you find your podcast on your favorite podcasting app and right here on YouTube. We're all part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. You know, as we move through the season, as we go through these next three games with the Phillies, I'm going to be down at the ballpark on Saturday. Can't wait to see Graham Ashcraft go up against this Phillies lineup, but we are going to be locked in on every pitch, locked in on every at-bat, and locked in on everything that's going on in Cincinnati because we are Locked On Reds every single day.